today. Finally, pictures surface of the concentration camps at the border. Dr. Fauci will be in a children's book and Krispy Kreme is giving away free donuts for showing your vaccination card. There is something totally wrong with all of these things and we will break it down for you right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Monday. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Today joined by America's favorite cowboy, also future governor of Texas, Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show on Blaze TV. Hey. Good hey. Hey. <laughs> Glad you're here. Also, Eric July, Blaze TV contributor. Uh, thanks for braving the rain. Yeah. To be here. I don't know what the hell that was all about. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, climate change, Eric. Oh, oh that's it's all about climate change, change bro. We've only got nine more years. Oh, okay, all right. Nice. And it includes torrential rains <laughs> and basically any other weather event that we that want to happens. use as an okay. example of climate Gosh. change. I curse the rains down in Africa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Words of Toto. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, all right. So <laughs> let's get into the headlines of the day. So um, the border continues to be a crisis for the Biden administration. Uh, now, I have not heard AOC come out and talk about the concentration camps, uh, all of the awful uh, conditions at the border, but it continues to be a crisis for the Biden administration. The, the latest report, nearly a thousand child migrants uh, held more than 10 days in border detention facilities. And uh, I believe, yes, here are the conditions. If you guys are watching on any of the many ways you can find this show on video, these are the uh, just some of the conditions from one of the uh, border facilities. Uh, of course, the maximum amount of time a child is legally supposed to be held in Border Patrol custody is 72 hours. So just... Just as a reference point there, 10 days, uh, supposed to be only held 72 hours. And, uh, of course, we have the uh, Biden administration making the rounds over the weekend to tell us that the border is closed. Well, wait. Okay, the border's not, I mean, the border's sort of closed, but it's not closed if you fit this certain criteria. Watch. Our message has been straightforward and simple, and it's true. The border is closed. We are expelling families, we are expelling single adults, and we've made a decision uh, that we will not expel young, vulnerable children. Oh. Please remember uh, something, that uh, President Trump dismantled the orderly, humane, and efficient way of allowing children to make their claims under United States law in their home countries. He dismantled the Central American Miners Program. So we are rebuilding those orderly and safe processes as quickly as possible. But in the meantime, in the meantime, we will not expel into the Mexican desert, for example, <coughs> three orphan children whom I saw over the last two weeks. We just won't do that. Wow, what a humanitarian, what a guy. Uh, so the border is closed, except it's not really closed if you want to send your kids. So get them with a coyote, get them with a human trafficker, get them over the border uh, is basically what I heard from the Biden administration because it's not closed for unaccompanied minors. Chad? If I walked up to the convenience store and the closed sign was turned around on the door, but yet the person on the inside was waving me in to come do business, <laughs> I could just walk right in right. there just because the sign says closed doesn't mean they're not willing to transact with you. And that's exactly the message that's being communicated by the American government right now. 
Now, if I were Glenn Beck, I would tell you that tomorrow night on the Chad Prather Show, it's going to be one of our most important episodes ever and probably one of the... Uh, one of the most powerful that you've ever seen, where we're going to discuss this border crisis. You sit down with me. You are my resident Latinx subject matter yes, expert. Token. And we sat down and we talked about what America's going to look like in just a few months if this situation doesn't stop. Now, Peckerhead there can stand up there and say whatever he wants to say about the border being closed. Fact of the matter is, it's not. 3,000 uh, illegal teenage boys are in Dallas, Texas at the convention center for 90 days. We don't know where they're going to go after they're out of there. 729% in these reception centers, quote-unquote reception centers. Uh, that's the capacity. Over 729% to capacity on the border in, in these facilities where these kids are having to take turns sleeping on concrete floors. Uh, it's not good. The numbers don't lie. Human traffickers, uh, coyotes, whatever you want to call them, they are making $14 million a day. A day. That's how much they made day last, last month. month. Yeah. This is big business. This is big money. These are real numbers. This is what's going on. So you can talk about the Trump administration dismantling this and that, but the reality is this is the Biden administration, and these are the numbers today. Again, Eric, how can you, I mean, you know, to add to Chad's point, how can you talk anything about the Trump administration and how horrible they were, how, you know, oh, they, we inherited a broken system. Well, I mean, at least President Trump told people, do not come because we will not let you stay here, which to me is a much better message uh, for people than, oh, make sure to send your children on the dangerous journey, but just your children because you can't come. So send your children on the dangerous journey, and if they survive, they might be able to come, and then you can uh, figure out a way to join them later. I mean, it's like for all the talk about, you know, being humane and being moral, this seems to be the most immoral thing uh, that you could possibly do is to try to, to, to get these magnets, basically, um, and try to incentivize people to send their children into these, as AOC would call them, concentration camps. Which, by the way, I have not heard her say under the Biden administration. Uh, she's kind of called them out, but uh, not as tough talk from AOC when it comes to uh, the, the concentration camps under the Biden administration. Yeah, that's because what they're seeing is basically the result of kind of talking out both sides of their mouth. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing terms of how I look at it because of course they were talking the game of being this sort of pro-migrant pro-immigration uh, party uh, being as pro-immigrant kind of because um, that that was all about votes we know how they, that that's the game that they played and of course it worked the opposite way because like you kind of mentioned you're talking about people see that you know we've seen interviews of, of people that are at the border coming from other other spots and like definitely way south of south from like south america saying that well biden if he was the president or now that he is that's mm -hmm. that's kind of making me want to go take this uh risk and take this journey so that's the result of that particular policy or rather lack thereof. And that's what's incentivizing people to come. They're dealing with it on the opposite side, because at the end of the day, that still creates a, a, a problem. Now, they're being clever with it. We knew that that was going to happen in which they're blaming it on the because, again, because of that, whether it be they by intention, they weren't thinking it through. They were too stupid. Whatever the problem is, it's still a problem. And that you have people that are being housed in these poor sort of uh, conditions right now. That looks bad on them. Now, again, we can see that that's sort of their fault, but they don't care about that. They're like, right. okay, this looks bad. Who do we? Trump. 
There it is, right there. Trump. Trump. He he dismantled. What exactly? Don't worry about it. (laughs) Just know he dismantled some stuff, and and we're trying to rebuild it up. (laughs) And that's why they're being housed in these sorts of poor conditions. So that's the result. I think. Well, we can look at it as it's like that's government, right? That, yeah. That's that's government right there. That is a prime example of saying one thing, trying to appease these different crowds. And that blows up. Mm-hmm. And now you're dealing with this sort of issue where if you hadn't did that, you probably wouldn't be dealing with it to the degree that you're dealing with it now. And then you're trying to uh, uh, like fight off your own like. I guess, allies, because a lot of them are going to look to them and say, whoa, whoa, definitely not these pictures surface. Like people are looking at that like, wait a minute. Yeah. You guys told us for four years that this was the worst thing ever. Exactly. Exactly. Now they're like, wait a minute, it's going it's going down right now. So they have a crisis. I think that's going on both ends. What's actually happening right there at the border where people are being basically just throwing their kids out there. Um, and, and these uh, horrific conditions. I'm glad Chad brought up the simple fact in which I've been bringing it up as well. And that it is immigration. Look, it's easy to be pro-immigrant, man. Like everybody can. And, and when you approach it from a standpoint of everybody that is crossing the border is an innocent victim trying to uh, get a better life. Right. Who opposes that? Right. right? Like yeah. people are like, oh, what man, a that's a, that, it's a feel good story. But that's like making it way entirely too black and white mm-hmm. because it's not the reality. We know that human trafficking is an absolute real thing. And of course, they're taking advantage of, uh, of this situation. So they have a crisis on their hands, not just, uh, again, what's legitimately happening, but also uh, let's see what happens in terms of as more of these pictures surface. Mm-hmm. How are they going to react? Because people much like some of them deal with Obama, calling him deporter in chief and all these sorts of things. It's going to be interesting interesting to see how they can sort of mm-hmm. fight that fight that off because people are going to look at those conditions are pretty freaking bad to be completely honest and it's like and in a lot of cases worse yeah. than what we had saw with the trump ad, ad man so we'll see what happens well and so by the way you know eric brought up the uh the um uh i've totally lost my train of thought <laughs> uh but you were talking about uh the the next soundbite that we have the the migrants mm-hmm. who would go up and say oh i i would not actually come anywhere close to crossing the border if it wasn't for Joe Biden. No, I would not do this uh, if it were President Trump. This is not just Eric saying that. They have actually come out and they've been interviewed by places like ABC. And they have actually said exactly that. Let's listen. This father who asked that we not show his face traveled to Mexico from Brazil with his wife and three young kids before crossing the border. Would you have tried to do this when Donald Trump was president? Definitely not. Definitely. We had the chance, you know, the, the same violence that is going on today was there last year. We used to watch the, the news and uh, I definitely won't do this. So did you come here because Joe Biden was elected president? Basically. Basically. Uh, the main thing was the violence in my country. And the second thing I think was Joe Biden. So with the administration saying, oh, we inherited it was a broken system when Trump gave it to us. It's all Trump's fault. You've got the immigrants themselves who are saying, right. And I mean, again, (laughs) at least Trump took the, you know, uh, initiative to say, don't come here. We don't want you here coming, you know, coming here, flooding our asylum seeking points. You know, like, don't do it. Do it the right way. If you do it, you're not going to get to stay here. 
and just kind of wander off into the sunset, you're going to have to stay in Mexico. Um, you heard it right there from the migrants themselves. Had a great dinner last week with my friend Larry Alex Taunton, who's the author of uh, Around the World in More Than 80 Days. And he just got back from two months in uh, Colombia interviewing people who have come across the border from Venezuela trying to escape the socialism is there and they're they're going through these very dangerous uh, journeys to get to Peru to get to Colombia to get to these various other countries and he made an interesting comment he said you know if I could uh, snap my fingers and replace every Democrat in this country with these people from Venezuela who are hardworking folks that are trying to escape socialism because they've been persecuted he said I would probably do it he said these are hardworking these are good valued people these are and you have to admit Admit, there are those folks, and if I lived down there, I'd be trying to get into a better place, too. If I was in Mexico, I'd probably be trying to get into America, get my family in here as hard as I could. When you have these caravans, when you have this massive influx that the Biden administration while claiming a closed border has created this crisis with an open invitation, you are drowning out the voices and the efforts of people who do deserve to be here, should be here, need to be here, that we want to be here. And you take this father here. My heart goes out to him. My heart breaks for him. He, these guys are coming up here. Where are they getting Biden shirts? Why are they wearing Biden shirts? Like they're, thinking, they're basically saying, hey, we're on the same team as, as the administration. Let us in. Uh, and the Biden administration just gave ICE $86, $87 million to house illegals that are coming across the border in hotel rooms, 1,300 hotel beds to, to be able to, 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 that they've made available. We have homeless veterans on the street. We're not taking care of American citizens. We have uh, transients that are in the street living under bridges. We're not taking care of our own folks. Listen, folks, the light that shines the brightest at home shines the furthest away. We can help other countries if we're helping our own and making America great. But all we're doing right now is we're inviting in an element, and yes, an element that drowns out the good and replaces it with the bad, and it is going to put the light out, and that light is America. Yeah. Um, by the way, I feel like the uh, that hotel room thing is my fault because whenever the Trump administration was doing what they were doing, I was I had a conversation with my husband, and I was like, what the hell do they expect us to do? Put them all up in five-star hotel rooms? Good job, Latine. <laughs> now they're actually doing it. And I'm like, oh, all right. I guess I should not have put that crazy idea out into the universe. Yeah. Uh, we've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, Ki Kitty Poo Club. That's yes. K-I-T-T-Y, Kitty Poo Club. Are, it, maybe you might be like me, and you might be a very proud cat lover because Obviously, cats are superior to dogs. Uh, you may love your cat, but obviously having a litter box is not the most fun thing. You got you to gotta go. You got to clean it. You got to change the litter all the time. Uh, well, Kitty Poo Club takes care of the more unpleasant parts of cat ownership so that you don't have to worry about that. And you can get back to uh, loving your cat. Working from home means more time for your morning coffee, an occasional afternoon nap maybe. And, of course, the opportunity for your cat to, like, walk across your keyboard in the middle of your Zoom, in the middle of your Zoom call. Um, so it's fun to have your cat around, but the litter box sucks. Yeah. So Kitty Poo Club was designed to be your solution for that. It's an all-in-one solution. It's very convenient. Uh, I use it. They deliver every month a, an affordable, high-quality, recyclable litter box. It is pre-filled with the litter of your choice, which for me, I love the, um, the uh, it's like like silicone almost, but it's, it's the very large, large flakes so that they don't step out of the litter box and get it all over your floor. So it keeps it all 
all in the box. The boxes are leak-proof, eco-friendly, um, and when the month is up, you just recycle the box and Kitty Poo Club will send a new one to you. So you don't have to change the used litter. You don't have to, like, I mean... At one point, I was going out in my back patio and hosing off the stupid litter box, and it smells, and like, you don't, we live in America, we don't want to be doing that. So Kitty Poo Club is here to help you with that. You can, of course, customize however you want, and uh, according to how many cats you have, they have a no-risk guarantee, so you can easily customize or cancel anytime. Uh, make sure to give yourself the gift that keeps on giving the whole year, a Kitty Poo Club subscription. You can get 20% off of your first order when you set up auto ship by going to Kitty Poo Club entered the promo code Y. So that's K-I-T-T-Y. Poo Club. Yes, poo, as in poop. KittyPooClub.com, promo code Y. You will get 20% off when you set up auto ship. That is promo code Y at KittyPooClub.com. Just to wrap up uh, what's going on at the border, uh, at least for today. Because we all know this is going to stay in the news forever, um, because when the Biden administration says they are going to do something about it, they are not, in fact, going to do something <coughs> about it. But, um, you know, you're looking at and I use the term concentration camps as kind of, you know, tongue in cheek. I'm being sarcastic, obviously, um, because when the Trump administration was faced with this situation, I was happy to give them the benefit of the doubt that when you have a large influx that you're not prepared for, of a bunch of people who come all at the same time, you can't house them and you have to set up some sort of temporary facilities, something just to house them because they're flooding the system. And that's what you have to do, right? There's no way around it. Um, but when it comes from the Democrats, it's like you guys have already set your standard here that these are concentration camps to you. You're not allowed to do this. You have to have open borders. Um, and I think that more and more we're seeing that these Democrats are just using people of color, minorities, um, as a pawn in their game. Um, Eric, I don't want to let Chad White explain to <laughs> us. So, so let me get your take on this first. Dang, girl. Um, <laughs> but, I was all ready to do it, too. <laughs> but uh, of course you were. Of course I was. But, um, I mean, I, it just it feels a lot like that, especially seeing kind of tying this to all of the recent, you know, uh, it was horrible what happened in Atlanta. But unless there's new information that has surfaced that I haven't seen, there's really nothing that can point to any sort of racially motivated uh, hate crime. And again, we're seeing all these Democrats like, oh, stop Asian hate, stop Asian hate crime, stop all these things. And it's like, well, hold on. You, you guys jumped to the race card. Can I white explain that? Do, yeah. When you Do have you even ha care? Hashtag Asian lives matter. Hashtag Hispanic lives matter. We've already covered all that. Hashtag black lives matter. It's starting to sound like all lives matter. Huh. A Isn't that bit. weird? <laughs> a it's weird bit. how that goes. Well, well they haven't said white. white. Except, except white. They haven't said white. Except white. White men particularly. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But Cisgendered. It, yeah. But like we're seeing this trend of just, yeah. okay, they're going to take all of these, all of these, uh, you know, hate crimes on and they're going to tackle immigration because they love brown people so much. These are concentration camps, except when they're doing it. And, uh, you know, they're going to tackle all of these, you know, crimes against Asian people, even though we have no evidence to suggest that because they love Asian people so much. And but then when it comes down to it, it's like, uh, actually, do these people realize that they're just being used as pawns uh, in the Democrats' political well, game? I mean, you know, when you talk to the, about the Asian thing, if they want to talk about the demographics of, of the other attacks, 
that may be a little uncomfortable for a lot of people Ooh, uh, when, when it comes to that. But no, seriously, what happens is with the Democrats, this is their, this is their main ploy. And it's worked for them to their credit yeah. in that basically they, they set it up to where ba anybody that's not white, straight, and a man is they're all, we're all together, right? Every, of course, because we're, we're exactly the same. That's why the term BIPOC is a thing, which I learned does not mean bisexual POCs. It means <laughs> black, black, indigenous. indigenous I yeah. literally found that out like three days ago, really? not even joking live on stream. You guys go check that out. Uh, somebody <laughs> had to explain that to me. So, But no, they lump us all together because that's all they, ha they have. Yeah. So you have to understand the way they navigate is there is no problem because they have, again, talked it into existence that this has to be the case. There is no problem unless they can make that play. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if racism's there. Uh, it doesn't matter if it, if it, again, when you talk about some of the Asian uh, hate crimes or the ones that have been being targeted and some of those, a lot of them, most of them actually being, let's say, black. You yeah. know what I mean? The people yeah. that are doing those attacks, they don't even mention that. That's not even a thing because it's an uncomfortable truth because everything that they have really the only thing that they have is trying to use each demographic say hey support me i will then um, uh, support support you or rather do everything that i need to do for you the thing that sucks about that is because it doesn't operate within any realm of reality and what i always say about this is that yes some of these conversations are very uncomfortable but the problem is when you approach it dishonestly you can't actually find a solution to it Right. If there actually legitimately is. And I will say that when something does happen, there may be a problem. It just doesn't mean that it's like racism or it doesn't mean that they have to always make that play. But unfortunately, how can it get resolved if we don't properly assess what's actually going down? And that's what's going on with the border stuff. I've been making this point about immigration for a decade. You know, it's like I know it's not black and white because I'm from Texas. I lived in, te in, in South Texas. I've been there and I've, I've done it. I understand that. And there's plenty of people that are look, they have a family. They, they're trying to escape violence and all of that. But also it comes with its own sets of other issues that have to do with like not just the human trafficking but also your taxpayer dollars just being wasted away with the whole like uh, uh um you know refugee resettlement programs and all of that sort of stuff that's another problem but we can't assess it if we don't properly identify what the actual issue is and the democrats have painted themselves in a corner for a very long time now and they've been doing this for literally decades painted themselves in a corner like we can't even say that something is a problem unless we can pull that card and it sucks because it's like how are we going to solve it if you're going to be dishonest about it yeah that's a, it's a great point because it's like okay well you guys have already gone on record saying these are concentration camps where the hell are you, if that's truly what you believe? Kids in cages, concentration camps, yeah. border crisis. Uh, we've called it all these things. Barack Obama sat down with George, George Stephanopoulos and said, let me be clear, you send your kids up here, trains, buses, mm -hmm. we're going to send them back. Uh, he said those things. So what's the deal? We're, I mean, and he says, well, we're just not going to turn kids back into the desert. Well, was Barack Obama wrong right. in saying that to Shorty Stephanopoulos and, and saying, we're going to send them back? Yep. So if only I mean, we had a, a journalist so, who could so, ask those questions. So what's the, the truth? Yeah. What's the freaking truth? Right. Barack Obama said it was okay to turn things back, turn them back, mm -hmm. turn things back, turn people back. Right. Uh, <laughs> just me being white and supreme. <laughs> the, uh, it, the it, it's so stupid though. Yeah. It, right. It, it just the the hypocrisy, the insanity, the upside down nature of the whole rhetoric scheme is is out of control. Yeah. Oh.
Uh, all right, quickly, let me get your thoughts on another headline of the day, which is that uh, the federal prosecutor who oversaw the Justice Department's investigation into the January 6th riot, <laughs> yeah, that's still in the news, uh, all of that, because no one wants to stop talking about Donald Trump. Uh, he said that some rioters may be charged with attempting to overthrow the government oh and also God. said that uh, former President Trump may be, quote, criminally culpable. Uh, he said, I personally believe the evidence is trending towards that and probably meets those elements. Uh, I believe that the facts do support those charges. Uh, it's unequivocal that Trump was the magnet that brought the people to D.C. on the 6th. Now the question is, is he criminally culpable for everything that happened during the siege, during the breach? What I could tell you is this based upon what we see in the public record. And um, we have plenty of people who were arrested saying, well, I did this because my president said I had to take back our house. That moves the needle in that direction. So now people are criminally culpable based on uh, someone who gets arrested just based on why they say they did it. So can Joe Biden go to prison because we just saw uh, an immigrant saying that he was coming because Joe Biden? <laughs> right. Um, I got a book coming out called Am I Crazy? Oh. Uh, and I must be because either that or the rest of the world's crazy. And uh, the um, you can pre-order it now. Um, one of the chapters that I included that the publisher doesn't want to put it in there because I make a comment about fighting for our country. Really, and you can't say things like that anymore in light of the sixth of January. You can't you can't say that mm. you want to fight for freedom, you want to fight for people's rights, you want to fight for, you know, the, the, the liberty and, and responsibility and, and all these things. You can't say that. We want we don't want to include that chapter. So you can you know that my publishers and I are kind of button heads right now over this thing. And I'm like, look, if people are going to interpret the language in such a way to mean something so asinine is to say that that is encouraging or inciting some form of violence or an attack to, or, an, uh, or an attempt to overthrow the American government, then I can't help you. I mean, I, there's nothing. What, what do you want me to do? Do we just completely change the language? I mean, do we completely change the language? I mean, once you do, someone would just, they would do the same thing over again. Yeah, well, I mean, we need to open up the borders and we need to do all these things because that's what Jesus would do. Jesus also fashioned a whip of cords and went into the temple a couple of times and whooped some ass. I mean, that, that's, you know, that's the kind of thing. Is that, was that insurrection? Was that insurrection because he overthrew the system? He fought back against the corruption that was in the system. Uh, there are people out there, and I'm not talking about horn-wearing, uh, you know, Fred Flintstone guys that come in there wearing their, you know, no shirt. I'm talking about people who are sick of the way this country is being run. Mm -hmm. They're sick of it. And uh, we talk about all the time being in Texas, talk about Texas and the right to be able to govern ourselves and the people of Texas to be able to vote on legislation and not bureaucrats. People are like, oh, you're just seditious. You must be one of those capital rioters. No, we're just sick of our rights being taken away. And it's exactly what's happening in this country. And now they're trying to steal our language where we can't even talk about it. Mm. Right, giving them too much awesome. credit. I'm giving them way too much credit when we're talking about overthrowing the government. Y'all know, <laughs> know I ain't got any problem. I, I mean, I obviously didn't tell anybody to go to the Capitol because I don't think that you need to physically go to the Capitol anyway if you really wanted to, right. let's take say, take the power back. That's actually an inefficient way <laughs> right. to actually do it. But nonetheless, you see, I always talk about that cathedral. It's always we got to try to word it in which they're attacking, they're attacking us because they, they just don't like the fact that maybe people actually don't want them to be in those positions of power. Y'all giving them way, 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 way too much credit by talking about them overthrowing the government. These fools ain't even armed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you're right. I mean, I can, like, I 
think I can say with confidence that if the right were planning an insurrection... Oh, it'd be down. It'd be going down. There'd be a lot more violence <laughs> yeah. than what happened there. I mean, I mean they, would have brought, they would have brought all of their ammunition. Yeah. They would have brought their guns, which we know that they have. Um, these were like old people who were like, and, oh, and look, grandma. the Capitol's open. Let's yeah. take some pictures. Yeah. Ugh. All right. <laughs> We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bambi. If you are an entrepreneur, uh, you probably know this, but running an HR, uh, uh, you know, just like the HR department just is horrible. It can kill you. You are liable for wrongful termination suits if you don't do it right. You've got minimum wage requirements. You've got all of the regulations to remember. And by the way, hiring an HR manager is not cheap. You're going to spend like an average of $70,000 a year. So Bambi, you got to listen up. Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business owners. For this, you can get a dedicated HR manager. They will craft your HR policy, maintain your compliance. They will remember all of those stupid regulations that you can't remember because you are focusing on making money. They will do all of that for just $99 a month. So Bambi is going to change your HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. By the way, the HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. They can onboard uh, your employees, do terminations, customize your policies, whatever you need to manage your day-to-day. Again, $99 a month. You can't beat it. It's month-to-month. No hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. Uh, you can focus your energy on the profits. You can focus your energy on the reason that you started your business, which I can promise you was not HR compliance. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. You can go to Bambi.com slash matters to schedule your free HR audit. That is B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash matters. Bambi.com slash matters. Back in a minute. Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, Eric, I thought of you when I saw this topic because I pictured your head exploding whenever I I talked about it. So uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci is going to be featured in a new book about his life called Dr. Fauci, How a Boy from Brooklyn Became (laughs) America's Doctor. Yeah. Before he was Dr. Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Anthony Fauci was a curious boy in Brooklyn, delivering prescriptions from his father's pharmacy on his blue Schwinn bicycle. Uh, So it is a, a, a kid's picture book. And uh, it's being published by Simon and Schuster. Um, I yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I, I I can't. I can't. Chad, I can't. I want to be a. I'm writing a children's book. I won't wear a mask. Why do you ask? The liquor in my flask takes care of the task. Um, <laughs> I think that's pretty good stuff right there, I right off the it. top of my head. It's better than teaching your children about Anthony Fauci. Pandemics, God. pandemics don't need propaganda campaigns to make you aware of them. Mm. They advertise themselves through sickness and death. Okay, we're keeping this thing propped up in such a way that it will never go away. It's insane. And now we're gonna we're gonna put this pablum out there. You know what they're doing? They're prepping a whole new generation yep. for what's coming. Simple as that. They, well, and let me just say, uh, by the way, they say that you will get a timeline. Young readers will get a timeline, recommended reading, a full spread of facts about vaccines and how they work, and Dr. Fauci's own tips for future uh, People ought to be pissed off. Look, I've I've been in uh, I'm an advocate of culture. I've talked about this many times. This is why Though I know so many people get pissed off at me because I don't I don't do the whole voting, campaigning, po- uh, politician, government bullcrap. It's not just because I'm a freaking anarchist. That's not what it is. It's because 
politics are the lagging indicator. Mm -hmm. The left has absolutely, say what you will, as dumb as I might think they are, <coughs> their ideas are, and we make fun of them. They're not stupid to the point to where they don't understand how they won. Yeah. That's how they won. Yep. Mm -hmm. What you're seeing is, and I know a lot of people push that stuff off, right? A lot of libertarians do it. I've been very critical of both libertarians and conservatives for completely ignoring that aspect of it. And I'm like, dude, there's a whole subculture, as many subcultures that exist and which has absolutely nothing to do with politics. And that's where they're at. And they like control it in its entirety. And I know a lot of people are out of that bubble. They're like, well, I got the best ideas on my side. Why aren't people listening? It's because they're doing stuff like that. And that's how they're winning. And it might sound, well, it's just a children's book. Well, that child reads that. They become more notable. They grow in. And like you just said, that's who they're prepping, the next generation. Now, there are kids' books, like the Tuttle Twins and stuff like that. There are a lot of freedom-minded uh, kids' books that are out there. And people that are unfortunately in our space don't understand how important that stuff actually is. Mm -hmm. So we need folks, freedom-minded, liberty-minded folks, in that space because they've been in that space for a very long time all this Fauci thing it doesn't surprise me all it is is just the latest example mm. of that and like you said it is literal propaganda I mean we can call it what it is but that's how they win they understand if they can they can plant those seeds they end up inevitably growing and that, next thing you know you have another generation of brainlets on the streets tossing bricks and yeah I don't know Chick-fil-A's and, and, and Wendy's <laughs> and stuff whatever <laughs> I mean, really, because you're, you're talking about, I was just having this conversation with um, Dave Rubin on his show last week, and we were talking about, we have a whole generation of kids that are going to grow up with these masks, with the government, setting all of these regulations, setting curfews, telling businesses they can't uh, open up. And you're going to have this entire generation of kids growing up thinking government control is just the way, yep. right? That's mm -hmm. just a thing that we do. And they're going to expect it even more than, you know, adults already do. I went to the Dallas Stars hockey game last night in a suite, right? And because uh, that's how I do. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, well, you're white, so. We but, yeah, exactly. So myself and a few other executives, professionals, former Major League ball players. I mean, some people who are not used to being pushed around, right? Mm -hmm. We couldn't walk 15 feet once we got up the stairs or off the elevator, I should say, to our suite door because they had roped off the area for 15 feet and said there's executives in that room that don't want anybody passing by their door for fear of coronavirus. I'm no. like, why are they here? Right. Why are they here? They wanted us to walk all the way around the entire American Airlines Center and no. come back in order to go 15 feet. You can only imagine the verbal melee <laughs> that ensued once they, we were told that. Trust me when I tell you, we didn't make the walk. Wow. We didn't make the walk. But that, this, this is the type of mind control that we're being, we're, we, we're being conditioned with. And you know, now we're doing it to our kids. Nobody, no kid wants to read a book about a 900-year-old virologist. <laughs> Nobody does. I don't care and, where he came from in Brooklyn. And a full spread of facts about vaccines and how, like, no, please. Yeah. Just like I mean, what happens? You do a little pop-up and a needle, a syringe comes out of the book? <laughs> Teaches you how to inject it. <laughs> yeah, I got too many jokes right now I can't say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, well, when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about, about vaccines and uh, incentives for vaccines, like Krispy Kreme giving away free <laughs> Donuts. Oh, there's a little bit to say about uh, that when we come back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
cream, uh, the donut factory, is providing uh, incentives to encourage more people to get vaccines. So they are offering free donuts through the end of 2021, as long as you show a valid COVID-19 vaccination card at uh, any of their locations nationwide. Um, now, if you guys are listening and you don't don't do this, okay? Don't you don't go. Oh my gosh, Sarah Gonzalez told me that I could go to Krispy Kreme and show my no. We're talking about how stupid it is. So don't do it. I can't, uh, like, uh, are we, are immune systems just the thing of the past? Yeah. Is that, that's just. Here's what we do. You go get your vaccines and then go get you a big old dose of fried dough covered by sugar glaze and get you some diabetes, which is going to increase your chance of comorbidities and actually make coronavirus more dangerous to you. Uh, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This is the dumbest thing. <laughs> but until until Eric, they do they get us the diabetes vaccine, and then you'll be fine because you could get the COVID vaccine, <laughs> go to Krispy Kreme, get the diabetes vaccine, and then you don't have anything to worry about. I I think that probably like, is one. If you of take it. your medicine, I'll give you a cookie. <laughs> I mean, this is that type of mentality. Mm, really we, we we just went from children's books to rewarding this behavior. I mean, you you want to think there's not a conditioning program that's going on right now? Mm. We're buying this thing. And we're fat asses in America. Which is why it kills me when everyone's like, well, it affected America so much because of Trump. It's like, maybe we should consider the fact that everyone's freaking fat and unhealthy in America. Exactly. And that's going to factor into the death rate. Well, What I do mean, I know? That, that, I'm not Dr. Anthony. <coughs> yeah, that's true. And it's not like we had had numbers going, you know, coming from all those other countries. And I, it wasn't like I was doing videos or anything. <laughs> no, nobody's talking about it. None of us were talking about this at the table. March or, no, no. That, that absolutely never happened. But it's such a weird, bizarre thing. And when I, I know when I use the word cult to describe these guys, they get really upset at me and they call me really mean names uh, on the you're internet. right, though. But I, I okay. Yeah. You're I just right. wanted to make sure, you know, yeah. that we see this. Cults tend to get upset when you call them. Cultists do continue <laughs> uh, to, to think that you're the crazy person because you call it for what it is. This is bizarre. Obviously, this isn't like yeah. anything that we've done, they've done before. Um, for any other vaccine, I, I don't think. But look, what they at least they're, they're showing you that they recognize that there are people and rightfully so skeptical of this sort of experimental vaccine, which is, again, you may not like it being called that. But I mean, we kind of have to call that because it hasn't gone through the years of testing that generally vaccines uh, do before they, it is authorized they're rolled out. Yeah. For emergency use. It is not FDA approved. Exactly. So it's a literal experimental yeah. vaccine. So they're doing stuff like this to try to incentivize. Now, who that who would do that? I don't know. But yeah, maybe somebody that is more likely to to be sick uh, because they catch this virus are the ones that are more likely to say, oh, yeah. look, I'll get the jab because I can get a donut. <laughs> like, that's insane. That's insane. The fact that there's people around table. Well, like, I was on the fence, but the donuts, the donuts are going to do it. Like, imagine that. Imagine being a person at the round table discussion before you roll this policy out. Imagine being that person, like a group of people, like you know what? We, we want to make sure people get this vaccine. Yeah. We want to make sure they get it. How about this? <laughs> we bribe them with donuts. We bribe them with donuts, and then they're going yeah. to get the vaccine. They'll get the jab, 
if if we wow. just tell them that you just just get donuts, hey. I think you donuts. broke Chad. Yeah, oh, I probably did because it's insane. It is insane, <laughs> and uh, it is worth coughing. Made me uh, cry, bro. For, made me cry. <laughs> considering uh. how nutty this is, this is nutty. Like this isn't normal behavior, no. man. No. no. Well, and you know what else isn't normal behavior? I'm being told online. Uh, you know, I'm being told that they're they are. Uh, moving on with life without us, mm-hmm. without the people who are not taking the vaccine. Well, Michael we're Moore, mo- listen. We're moving on without you, okay? You're going to have to have a passport. You're not going to be allowed in the movie theater, yeah, in yeah. wherever, in these in these general, you know, public spheres. If you don't have the vaccine, we are moving on without you. Yeah, and Michael Moore said <clears throat> over the weekend that our policy as Republicans is to uh, is to kill the whole generation just to kill 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 americans oh, really that's our whole deal that's our policy that he, well he said that's what you know the republicans are that's what their whole goal is, is just to kill americans and you know to say something like that it, it, um, yeah so at what point in time do do you say that these things are just simply inappropriate you can't say these things Mm -hmm. about other people you can't say that we're moving on without you that is saying i don't want you to have freedom i don't want you to take your own responsibility i don't want you to behave like an adult uh we're going to mandate you from cradle to grave Mm -hmm. and to sit back and say i'm okay with these draconian measures there's no accountability on these who are governing me now, and there's no liability there, and there's also no end game. There's no timetable for any of it. So I'm willing to let this go on in perpetuity, ad nauseum, being, being dictated to. It's insane. And we're okay with it. Well, I'm not. And people say, well, we're going to move on without you. Well, if you're going to keep moving on into that concentration camp mentality, that's real concentration camp. That is mental control. That is mind control. You are psychologically being brainwashed. So if that's moving on, God bless you. Bon voyage. Arrivederci. (laughs) Eric, we've got about a minute. Yeah, look, I would have loved them to actually move on. Um, actually, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. I moved on. Yeah, I know. I like moved that. on a long time exactly. ago. Maybe you should. Maybe it's actually them that's holding on to this whole ordeal um, because they don't like the idea of people being able to move around and assume risks that they have been doing since I don't know yeah. over the course of human history. Uh, but no, I would love for them to move on. Go ahead, by all yeah. means, leave me the hell alone. It's just crazy how <laughs> that to to them is like a threat to sit up here and say, okay, if you want to get the jab, get the jab. I ain't going to get it. And they look at me like I'm the one wanting to inflict violence on them when it's them that basically they're coming up with policies, which is what you're alluding to. That's the direction that we're moving in, where it's literally illegal to go move around or something because you don't have the jab. Okay, well, that's you using violence on me. Yeah. Uh, Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys realize this, but if your vaccines work the way you say they do, then you should not be worried about anyone else. Very true. Sorry. Before we go, uh, make sure that you find both of these wonderful gentlemen wherever you can find them. I know you've got uh, YouTube, Chad Prather Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure to find him on YouTube. Again, I'm going to be on with Chad. We're talking about illegal immigration and um, what you can expect the country to look like if this continues the way that it is. Um, that airs tomorrow. So mm-hmm. make sure to uh, subscribe to Chad Prather Show. 
Uh, they can also go to uh, Watch Chad. WatchChad.com has all the special links. That's where all the fun stuff is. You can see where to find Chad live. You can actually Aww. go and see him. I don't know if you can touch him, but you can go and see him. And he's not <laughs> for a fee. Uh, he's not a, a hologram. A, a pre-order, like pre-order. Am I crazy? Where books are offered? Yes, yeah. uh, it's doing great on Amazon. It by is. the way, I saw yeah. it was like the number one. Uh, new new release. release. So, great job. Uh, also, don't forget, you can find Young Rippa 59, which is also known as Eric July, uh, <laughs> over on YouTube. What, tell me again, when? how old were you when you made that channel? 16. I love that. Literally 16 years old when I first started awesome. uploading videos on, on That's YouTube. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and he's kept time. the name. Yeah, I refuse to change it. Even when I'm time. actually old, I will not <laughs> change it. Be I'm still Rippa. gonna be young Rippa. Not changing it to old Rippa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Make sure to find Eric July as well. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> old Rippa doesn't have the same way. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.